Welcome to Weight Loss for Busy CRNA Moms. If you are a CRNA, a busy mom, or a busy CRNA mom, or a woman looking to permanently lose weight, this podcast is for you. I'm your host, Brittany Kolb from Weight Loss by Brittany. I'm a busy CRNA mom and certified life and weight loss coach. And like you, I not so long ago struggled to lose the weight and keep it off. But once I shifted my mindset and learned how I could use my brain to reach my weight loss goals, everything changed. I was able to lose 40 pounds and knew I had to share the secret with others. I'm here to help you achieve your permanent weight loss goals by uncovering what might be holding you back. Let's get started. All right, guys. So today we have a interesting topic and it's going to be called food in the place of connection. And I kind of want to dig into why we use food in the place of connection and why our brains often couple food with connection. And I did a blog post on this recently, and this was actually inspired by my son's first sleepover. Um, Because like I asked myself, you know, why do we so easily default for food as a source of fun, pleasure, and connection? And I think for so many of us, food was one of the only sources of connection we had with our loved ones. It was one of the only ways they knew how to show love. It was one of the only ways they knew how to give us temporary pleasure. It was an easy way to provide a moment of joy and connection. And it was one of the only ways that we felt love from other people who were close to us. And I think for a lot of families, this was modeled to our own parents. It was modeled to them, obviously, and therefore modeled to us in a totally like loving and well-meaning way. So I know that's like <laughs> quite a bit of information to unload at the very beginning of this podcast. But, you know, we create these thought patterns in our brain that give us the results that we currently have. And we have these belief systems in our brain that give us the results that we currently have. And it's like, I often ask clients, like, why do you think you think that way? Like, why is your brain giving you that particular thought? So we're going to unpack this all in this podcast. But I just want to start with a very like, just open this up by saying, I love my parents. My childhood was perfect. My parents are amazing. They, I truly believe that they were always doing what they thought was absolutely best for us, but was absolutely what they thought was the right thing to do. And I love them unconditionally. And honestly, after coaching, my relationship with them is better than I could have ever imagined. And I believe truly and wholeheartedly that my past was perfect. And because of the way I was raised and because of my childhood and because of the relationship of food I developed, I really wouldn't be here on the path that I ended up taking, um, finding life coaching and becoming a life coach and now getting to help other women um, with their struggles with their weight and food um, if it wasn't for my background and my history. And so I just needed to make that all very clear from the get-go. Um, I'm sure you can have a lot of thoughts based on the things I'm going to be saying in this in this podcast and a lot of inferences, but truly I I do. I love my parents. Again, my, my past was perfect. Um, it was exactly the way it was supposed to be. I feel so truly grounded in that. And yeah, so just a disclaimer there. Okay, so I think... For a lot of us, our parents had no idea how to connect with us. They have no idea how to connect with their kids. Um, I don't think our parents really knew how to comfort us. 
or teach us how to process emotions or deal with our negative emotions or even connect with us in a positive way through play. And I think that for our parents, it was something that their parents also taught them. They didn't really know how to do it, right? So like, because they weren't really taught like, oh, I'm supposed to be able to feel and process my emotions. Oh, I'm supposed to be able to be comforted by my parents, right? Like that wasn't modeled to them. Therefore, it was not modeled to us as a result. You know, it's like a pattern. It's like a generational pattern, right? That I think think occurs in a lot of families. So, right, like when we were hurt, for example, they A, didn't want to hear our negative emotions, possibly because it makes them uncomfortable, I mean, I know some grown adults that cannot stand to see my own child cry. And if he's uncomfortable, like they have to leave the room, like they just can't even deal with it. Or that those emotions are okay to even feel, right? Like they didn't know how to comfort us. They didn't know how to support us in a lot of ways, right? They didn't know, they didn't. None of these skills that we're learning now as adults, like how to feel and process emotions, how to comfort ourselves, like none of that was like really ever taught to us, you know, or even taught to them. And so for a lot of parents, I think they didn't know how to make us feel better other than with food. You know, it's like a tried and true way to perk a kid up temporarily, right? To distract them from their emotions, to make them feel better in the moment. It is like truly tried and true, which is just so interesting. And so I think for so many of us, we seek food as comfort because food was always a reliable source of comfort when we didn't know how to comfort ourselves as children. It was actually demonstrated to us like, here, have this cookie feel better. You know, don't worry about the scrape on your knee. Right. And when our loved ones didn't know how to comfort us or help us or feel or process emotions or even let us know that it's okay to feel emotions and instead we were given food, of course, that sets up like a really, you know, it, it, it creates this coupling effect of I deal with emotions with food. I connect with my parents using food. Right. It's so interesting. And so when you're working on this and when you're working on your relationship with food, I want you to know that it is totally okay and totally normal to couple food with connection with our loved ones and food with comfort. Like this is this is totally normal, loves. This is totally fine. This is totally expected because this is the way you were raised. And this is something that's going to be take a while to break. Learning to love and support and comfort yourself without food. I also think for a lot of us, we saw food as a love. Like when our parents didn't know how to express their love to us, like a lot of times they would show that love by providing food. Like I remember coming home to freshly made pudding in the fridge, you know, and of course it was sugar-free, so it was like not a problem, right, Um, in my brain at the time. And I know that my mom was trying to show her love. Or at least I had that thought that my mom loves me, that she did this for me. She took the time to do this for me. You know, like this was her way of taking some time and showing us that she loved us and cared about us and wanted to do something special for us. Right. But maybe for me as a child, what I really wanted more was like time and attention and genuine interest in my life. 
right? But we associate food with love because maybe that's the only way our parents know how to show us love. And again, for us, it was a reliable indicator of the love that they had for us. And when you think about it, like, you think about it this way too, like, if food was like your mother, when your mother didn't know how to provide that comfort to us, like, food can be a good replacement for your mother's love. Like, let that sink in for a minute. What do you think about that? You guys have to remember too, like, as children, I didn't have a life coach. (laughs) I didn't have somebody sitting here managing my brain and, and showing me what kind of thoughts I was creating in my brain and really encouraging me to challenge them to see if they were true, right? Like, these are all things that I created in my brain from my childhood that might not even be that I'm still kind of working through in a lot of ways. Like I had these thoughts that made me have certain feelings and certain actions. And, and it just, it makes me wonder, like thinking back now that I have life coaching, like what, how I could have possibly thought differently, you know, looking back, how I could have possibly processed all of this differently and thought about this differently. But of course I was a kid, so I didn't have that. But these are all things that I created in my own brain. So anyway, just as a little aside. So segueing into, I think we see food in place of connection in other places too, right? Like I think it is so much harder to connect with children. It takes more mental effort, physical effort for sure, than like going to get ice cream, for example, right? Like, and again, I think for our parents, they were working they were raising kids, they were exhausted, you know, they were doing their best. And all they wanted was like the time that they had with us to be like positive and joyful. And I think food, right, is a super easy way to create that connection in like, or to what create what seems like connection, right? It's like, it's tried and true. It's, it's, like the ease of knowing like this will make them happy this ice cream will make them happy like in this moment like knowing like this is the only time that I get with my kid and so it's like a high reward low risk high reward guaranteed joy that you can provide that we you know was provided for us like the biggest bang for your buck right like we have limited time with our kids we want them to be happy we think that they're going to be happy you know getting like some sort of treat or ice cream or something like that And we want our time with them to be as joyful as possible. And a lot of times, like, that is the the default. And I think that was defaulted for us too, right? Like, food is an easy way to accomplish, like, instantaneous joy, right? I mean, our parents' generation, they came from a generation of really hardworking people. You know, they didn't have the mental energy to come home and, like, create that connection that maybe kids might want, you know, like like they didn't have the mental energy to to do the other things that would make kids happy, but but they knew that like okay, well if I make a pa- like a plate of brownies, like this will make them happy and I will, you know, get some joy out of this and they'll get some joy out of this and everything will be happy. Everything will be great, right? Like it's such an it's such an easy way whereas if you want to create like real connection, right? Like I mean, like if you want to it, it takes more 
mental and physical effort, right? If you're going to come home and you're going to play chase and you're going to build a fort or you're going to retrace your steps to find some special rock that your kid dropped on the way home, right? Like that is going to take a lot more effort than going to get ice cream. But I want you to think about like, you know, when you think about these moments in your life and like the most important memories that you have, like, is it the food that was the most important or was it like the process? Was it like, I think of my last weekend with my kid and and he was, we went to um, this island in Richmond and um, one of the best moments we had, yes, we got donuts and we ate them on rocks, whatever. That's like neither here nor there. The best moment was like, going on an adventure and going onto these islands and walking on these rocks and like creating these dust storms that he pretended was squid ink and like watching him ride his bike over the river. Like it was just like, that was the most important thing. That was the most amazing thing. And all of that took so much more effort on my part than just like going to get the donuts. Right? Like it's, And I think what we really all want in our lives is truly, I'm like looking at my notes trying to find, there we go. Um, You know, I think it is, can be hard in a way to connect with people in the absence of food and alcohol. And, but I think what we all really want deep down is connection with other people connection with our kids, connections with our family, connections with our partners and our friends. But it takes real effort. You know, like think about when you walk in the break room and like you just need a minute and you're like, just jump on your phone rather than like talking to your coworkers. <laughs> like I do this. I mean, my people where I work, you you know, like whereas like putting your phone down and actually getting to like talk to people and like figuring out what's going on with their lives, like that takes real effort. Right? It's easier to sit and drink wine and watch Netflix with your spouse than it is for you and like sit in front of the tea with them, TV with them than like sit and like do something, talk with them, reconnect, like create something, right? Like all of that is so much easier. And I'm not saying that I don't do those things. I'm not saying that I don't sit and like watch Netflix and unwind and I'm not saying that, that that's not necessary. It's only a problem if you're always, you know, kind of searching for that, always doing that, and it's not giving you the results you want. So if what you really want in your life is good connections with your kids, good connections with your husband or your spouse, um, you know, connections with family members and friends and coworkers, if that's what you really, really want and you're not creating those results, like, in the, with the people that you love the most in your life and the relationships that you really want the most, like that's when you kind of have to take a look at it and see, like, is this what I really want? And is the, um, am I actually creating, you know, the connection with these people that I really, really, really desire? So when we think about memories and connections with our loved ones, we might have some memories that bring up feelings of love and joy, especially if the most joyous memories we have with our parents is surrounded by the ability to eat certain foods and the love they showed by letting you eat special treats. And like this makes perfect sense that you have that connection and the memories that you have tied to it. To again, turning to food 
as a way to show love and connection, especially when it was modeled to you, is certainly something that you might continue to do or even like, again, have be modeling for your kids. But now I want you to think about like your favorite memories with your own kids and like, was the food the main event? Was it the main activity or was it like the experience? And when you build memories with your family, do you want the memories that you create to be based on food or do you want it, do you want them to be based on like the memories you create actually not having to use food for connection, but being able to, you know, spend the time doing things that your kids love or spending time to actually connect with them and without food. Because again, was food, if food wasn't involved, like what would that look like for you? And in this podcast, I really just want you to get the idea in your brain that like there is a possibility to find joy in things that have nothing to do with food, even though our brain so fiercely wants to connect those things. Like, can you, so when like, you know, like when your brain offers you this idea, like, oh, wouldn't it be fun to go get ice cream? Like, I want you to ask yourself like, what else could be fun right now? What could be fun that has nothing to do with food? And yeah, it's fucking harder. Of course it is. It's way easier to go get ice cream. It's way easier to go make Sundays. Of course it is. But like taking the mental energy to be like, oh, wow, I'm going to create this with my child today. I'm going to like open up this koala box and like do something with them. I'm going to like engage in imaginative play. I'm going to go on an adventure with them and just see what happens. Right? Like those things stick out to me so much more with my son than like any food could ever stick out. And like I also want for him to recognize like connection with me and joy has nothing to do with food. Like, I mean, we can find joy in food and we can enjoy the way food tastes and we can eat food for, as fuel for our bodies. But like that everything that we do does not have to be surrounded by joy coming from food. I think I'm segueing now into like a totally different podcast. But um, so, yeah, I know this is a lot of thoughts. There's a lot of content here. There's a lot of like when I was trying to piece this all together, I was like, there is a lot to unpack here and I'm just going to spit it out and it might not be perfect. And that's okay because I think a lot of this will resonate with you guys and um, and help hope you hopefully make some breakthroughs as you start to think about food and connection and connection with others and why we so fiercely couple them together. So, okay. Anyway, that's all I have for you guys today. Thank you so much for listening. I'm so glad you're here. I really, I love doing this for you all. I love kind of like presenting all my realizations for you um, as I've gone through this process and this journey. Um, You know, and when I think about food too, a lot of times, like, and when I'm like, when I was going through this process and like why I just want to keep eating and why I want to can't put food food down or why I like so heavily emphasize food all the time. It's like reflecting on all of this really helped me understand like why I am the way I am and um, and help normalize it and help it make it feel a little more neutral and a little bit easier, but also recognize that I would like to show up differently and I would like to use food differently. Um, 
and hopefully teach my own child to use food differently as well um, in the future. So, okay, guys, love you so much. Um, Again, if you are interested in my group coaching program that's starting in July, there's going to be a lot more of this kind of like really digging down deep into into your relationship with food. Um, that starting in July, I'm doing a um, another group for women in healthcare starting in September. And um, yeah, so uh, also check my most recent blog post too about uh, my son's first sleepover because this is where this like all kind of stemmed from was this exact idea. So all right, guys, I'll talk to you later. Have a great day. Thanks again for listening. Love you. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Weight Loss for Busy CRNA Moms. Make sure to subscribe to the show so you don't miss out on our upcoming episodes. And if you like what I shared today, you should also check out weightlossbybrittany.com for even more great weight loss tips, some of my favorite recipes and mindset tools that I use to lose 40 pounds. Once there, you can also book a free consultation with me, Brittany Kolb, your certified life and weight loss coach.